listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish but fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So why are you here? I mean, why? Why did you show up? Why did, why did you walk in the door? Why? Really not a rhetorical question. I'm curious. Why are you here? I know you're here because she ch- kept changing the date of the appointment, and you're like, oh, I guess I got to get up early and go to 8.15. But then you made that commitment to come to church, and even though it's 8.15, you're like, I guess I got to. Why are, why are you here? Feels good. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Not that Kevin, that Kevin. <laughs> what? To see us. To see, be in community. Why are you here? Worship? To worship? Okay. To learn. To grow. The Holy Spirit is present. To hear the story. My story, our story, the collective story. What's that, Dean? You love what you hear here. It sounds true. Yeah. You know, I, I, I sometimes wonder. So I, am, I, I was born in North America. Did you know that? I was born in North America, and my mom and my dad were pastors. So I didn't have a lot of choice in my life growing up. You know what I mean? So I was that PK, and I was here for everything all the time. I didn't get a lot of options. Guess what? My kids don't get a lot of options either. They come because they come. But I wonder sometimes, like, what if, what if I was born in India? Would I be Hindu? Would that be what I was? Or what if I was born in Iraq or Somalia or Egypt? Would I be Muslim? Would that be my tradition? If I was born in Borneo or if I was born somewhere that indigenous faith traditions are present, would I be inheriting that? Am, am I really just a product of where I was born? 
Is that why I'm here? Because I happen to be born in North America? It's moments like these, right, where I have to kind of step back and really ask myself why. And I want to invite you to ask that same question for yourself, to be saying, so why am I here? Why? And I want, I want to remind us of something today. You see, on my own spiritual walkabout, it's a very natural, beautiful, holy moment where at some point, usually all of us enter into a wilderness in our faith life and we're wondering what on earth is all of this? And we often step away from the faith that we were raised with and because it just doesn't work anymore to think of God as like Zeus throwing down lightning bolts at bad people and, and there's got to be something deeper and more and I don't know what that is. And I, I wrestled with that in my own life. I walked away from everything in college, but I slowly found my way back to church. But when I did that, I discovered I came back for a wholly different reason than just because I was raised in the church. I mean, I took in college far Eastern religions, near Eastern religions. I joined the Baha'i group in my college for a little while. I joined a Buddhist group for a little while in my college and tried some other things. I wish there was a, a Muslim group or another group that I could try out, but I, I came back to Christianity I came back to Christianity. And today I just want to tell you why. And I hope it's a reminder to you why you're here. The reason why I came back to Christianity, the reason why I'm a Christian, because the good news of Jesus is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It makes no sense. It's, it's absolutely weird. And it's not the way the world is supposed to work. See, the way the world is supposed to work is that you do good stuff and then you get rewarded for it, right? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? If you work 40 hours a week, you get paid. What? You get paid 40 hours a week. If you work 30 hours a week, you get paid. Yeah, it's just an economy that we're used to having. It's an economy of just trying to like, you get what you receive. You reap what you sow. Right? And a lot of this has been applied into our religion and applied into religions around the world for time immemorial. That this idea is that we're in an economy with the gods, and the gods ultimately are really angry and want to tax us. And so what they do is that you have to pay your taxes in order to keep God off your back, right? So God is just kind of like hanging out there with like a baseball bat, just ready for you to mess something up so that God can go. Right? Now, that's kind of the information and kind of the way that we had a relationship with this idea of what God is forever. In fact, I think the Israelites struggled with this themselves. They applied those same principles onto what we call Yahweh, the God, the great God of all, all the time. And the minor prophets kept coming and going, you're getting it all wrong. And then they'd kill them. They'd kill the prophets because the prophets were like, no, you're missing it. They want righteousness and justice and wholeness and fullness in all nations. And they were like, no. <laughs> And because we kept missing up, the story of Jesus is unique and beautiful. It's foolishness to the wisdom of this age, as Paul talks about. It's, it's foolishness compared to how things are supposed to be. It's, it's, it's like this. You mess everything up all the time. And you will never get it right. And God loves you anyway. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that the good news of Jesus? Isn't this the whole point of why we're Christians? Not so that we can like, run back into the, the, the cells and prisons that we make of doing to try to make God happy, but God's saying, no, I'm happy with you. 
and I love you, and you're mine, and you're my kid, and that can never change. And no matter what you do, I'm always going to love you, period, the end. There is no economy. It's like God coming up to you as a tax man and saying, hey, you owe $42 billion, but I paid it, so you never have to worry about that again. That is why I'm a Christian. This religion, this thing that we do, this faith tradition ascribes me to a God that I believe is throughout the entire world. It's not just in Christianity, but it's throughout the world that is desperately saying that you can't come find me. I find you. Have you ever heard that? People say, have you found God? Have you heard that phrase? Or have you found Jesus? As if Jesus is in like some immortal hide-and-go-seek with you or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you have to every day wake up and be like, where are you, Jesus? Where are you? And Jesus is like behind the couch going, ah. And you go, oh, I found you, Jesus. And she's like, ah, oh, you got me. All right, you're in one, two, three. You know, you know what I mean? It's because we want to be the ones who are in charge of our salvation. We want to be the ones. We want to know that we did the right thing so that we know we're okay, right? How many of you have done all the right things? How many? Anyone? Has anyone done it all? You got it right? Did you wake up this morning? Complete. I did it. You see, it's foolishness. It's everything Paul's talking about. It doesn't make sense to the wisdom of this age. It's foolishness. But isn't there something when you hear this, you go, ah, that's just true. Come on, really, seriously. When you hear that, don't you just go, it's just true. Anyone? Anyone hear that? Listen to this again. God loves you no matter what, and it will never change. Don't you feel that nestle into your soul somewhere, right? It's the spirit alive in you that says that. It's reverberating with that. And, and when I say spirit, we have this kind of weird relationship with spirit. We kind of think of spirit as like this, this kind of flappy, flappy dove, dove who comes down and rock, 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 and like, and, and like somehow like, ah, oh, on my head, and now I've got the spirit. You know, it's not that. In the Old Testament, the spirit of God is not flappy, flappy dove, dove. The spirit of God is actually, the word is nefesh. It's the soul of God. It's this, it's, when we talk about that human spirit, we're not talking about, we're talking about the spirit of God, the soul of God that is inside you. I believe that each of us, every human on earth, has this message of love and hope and joy planted deep within them. And it defies all the wisdom of this age and it becomes foolishness because it says, you are loved and beloved and wonderfully made. And you're going to mess it up over and over. And like a good caregiver, like a good parent, I'm going to love you anyway. And when you mess up, I'm going to be like, I'm going to say, cut it out. Now get up and do it again, right? That I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. Why I'm a Christian is because I have to admit I can't do it. And it's not up to me. And it's not about how good I am. It's not some sort of ethical morality that I have to like achieve a certain level of goodness before God pays attention to me. No, it's God who seeks me out. God who comes to me. God who comes in Jesus' own self, surrenders everything he has, dies for you, rises for you so that you can be free. Are you free? Come on, people. Are you free? Yes, you are. You are you're like, I, I'm free, but I'd like to be locked up because I want to make sure I get myself out the door. That way I can trust it. But you, my friends, are free, and that's the good news of Jesus. That is the good news of Jesus. And you want to know, it gets even more foolish. It gets even more crazy. Because Jesus says, 
And now you are the light of the world. We're like, what? Me? I'm the light of nothing. (laughs) Jesus, you're really good at this. Why don't you go be the light of the world? We'll stand back and we'll say, hey, that's awesome. Well done, Jesus, right? And Jesus says, no, 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 no. The spirit of God that's within you, the nephesh, the soul of God that is within you, that is like light pouring out within you. And you are now called to be light in all the world, in all the places where people cannot see that they are loved and beloved. You are called to shine in there and say, what do you mean you're trying to make God happy? God loves you. You are that light that shines. You are the salt of the earth. You're the thing that gives life flavor. Have you ever eaten steak without salt? You are the thing that gives life flavor. And Jesus says, you're the ones who do that. You, God, God deputized us to be the reign of God. That's just silly. But yet there's wisdom in that that defies all wisdom of the ages. You see, we're so used to saying, no, let the experts do it, right? When I was a kid, if I wanted to go play basketball, I went to the YMCA and I played basketball. Today, if kids want to go play basketball, we have to put them on a team and then into a league and we've got to pay a person and they've got to do a thing. And they, you know what I mean? When, why, why didn't we just go play basketball anymore, right? right? Why do we have to pay somebody to, to play basketball? This is God saying, you don't got to pay anybody. Just play basketball. Just do it. Just shine. Just be light. Do that in the world. And don't worry about trying to make it all work. Jesus says, look, all the law, all the prophets, all those things, don't worry. I'll fulfill them. Not you. I will. I promise none of that's going to go away. I will fulfill the law. And so Jesus does, in Jesus' full self, dies and rises so that all of that can be set aside so that you and I can shine. That's why I'm here. I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe and what Jesus has shown us to be true, that we're set up, but God loves us anyway. I believe that all means all. I believe how radical, how crazy, how dumb is that? Shouldn't it be like some, right? Because then I can say, then, now I know who's out and who's in. And as long as I can stay in the inn, I can feel good about myself. But when God says, nope, all, then we're like, oh, crud, that means everybody. That means even you. That means even the people we don't want to, all. That means the spirit of God rests and, and lives inside all. And that just seems foolish, but you're going to have to take it up with God if that's a problem for you. Because that's what God does. Like, maybe, maybe you've just forgotten. Maybe it's been a while that you remembered why you were here. Maybe you've just kind of come out of habit. and You've, you've done it over and over and it's Sunday and you're like, well, I guess I got to go and guess like well okay today can you just can you just join me in just leaning in a little bit reminding yourself of why we're here and why it's good news can you just lean in a little bit and go all right all right can you just lean in a little bit and say you know what this is a reason to be kind of joyful this is a reason to celebrate this is a reason to be here It's not because I have it. It's because, holy cow, God loves me. Yeah. So friends, mind, be reminded. Remember, and and, and in case you forget, come up to the altar again. Today, in case you forget, come to the altar. 
And hear the words again. This is my body. What? Given for you. Not earned by you. Not here's your paycheck for having a nice week this week. But a Jesus, a God who says, I give myself to you. Period. Isn't that grace? Isn't that beautiful? Remind yourself. And so if you forgot, come to the table. Receive again. Remind yourself again. The foolishness of this Ave. put it aside. All the things that you're trying to do to make God and you okay, let it go. God loves you. It's okay. Now, friends, siblings, I think we should go shine. If you'll pray with me. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending on paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out in good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. In the name of love, whose name is Jesus. Amen.